0: Independent. Expressive of a spirit of independence. Self-confident. Unconstrained. Hello, my name is Joe Armstrong. Thank you ever so much for listening to Independence Day. This is the show that examines the changing face of the music business and the people who are doing the changing. Independence Day brings you independent artists, producers, and music industry visionaries with end-up interviews, live performances and inside information, all without hype and direct from the artists who practice their craft. This week on Independence Day, Joe leans. Supergroups come in all sizes, at least that's the convention behind Los Angeles' Jolene's. The three songwriters that form the heart of the band each have their own outfit. Grant Langston's stalwart band is called The Supermodels, David Serby fronts The Latest Scam, Dan Janish has a group that plays under his own name, and the fourth member, drummer Dale Daniel, is a veteran of the Los Angeles music scene, and their collective resume features a dozen or more albums and countless shows between them. So what brought these busy guys together and inspired them to add yet another responsibility to their schedules? The answer is friendship and an undying love for country music. The Jolene's communal songwriting arrangement allows these three writers and band leaders to abdicate the responsibility of being the boss by sharing that load with other artists who they call their friends. Rather than simply playing different arrangements of songs from their respective catalogs or leaning on covers, the Jolines sit in a room, together, with guitars and some beer and hammer out ideas in the round, and it's this fun, communal approach that is evident in the new songs written specifically for the band. The band's lineage draws a lot of water right out of the gate in the Los Angeles music scene, further allowing them to largely sidestep the rigmarole of scrapping around to book the good gigs. When asked, the guys in the Jolins will say that they're having too much fun to yet think too much about making an album. Once you hear them, you may hope that they change their minds. Welcome to Independence Day, Jolene's. Hello, gentlemen. How are you today? How are we? Uh,
1: I'm all right. I'm great. Hey, this is David. David Serby. Wow. (laughs) Welcome. I'm Grant
0: Langston. Uh, Dan Janish here. Doing well. Thank you. All right. Well, welcome, guys. It's so nice to have you guys. It's a really interesting (laughs) thing to have you on because you're a band that's... You're fairly legendary in local circles, maybe beyond, but... The band itself is relatively new. It doesn't go back that terribly far. How? What's the lineage here in terms of like Jolene's? Did this start off at a bar? Like someone had an idea? Like, hey, let's make some music. Or... Was it a
2: text, David?
0: So Grant and Dan and I were interviewed
1: together for, for a show we were doing uh, our own thing on. And we got really drunk while we were doing the interview and had a, a lot of fun doing it. And a year later... Uh, I think I texted uh, Grant and I said,
2: we should start a band with Dan Janish. <laughs> <laughs> right. And we sent that, this is Grant, we sent that text to Dan and he's like, be in our band, don't say no. Please, don't say no. And he was like, okay.
3: So I wrote back every word except the word no. Okay. And then
2: we, and
1: then we met at a bar and we said, who's going to play drums? And Dan said, we got to get Dale Daniel.
0: Okay. But then, what? But what was the genesis of this? Because you guys all have careers, you know. You all play. You've got your own bands. You've got Dave Serby and the latest scam. Grant and yeah. the supermodels. Dan, you've got your own thing. Dale, you, you're a member of other bands as well. Yeah, and so, but you know, we're all busy people. Like, what made you decide to like get involved in another
4: thing? So,
2: so I will speak for myself uh, because it may be different. This is Grant. I, I would say that my thing is somewhat of a pressurized situation. It's it's my name, and I'm trying to sort of push my art out into the world, and it's a band of people that I hire, and it's a business in some senses, and, you know, it's it's fun, and I love it, and I like that it's had some success, I suppose, but um, it isn't play. Right. And so, when David and and... Dan and I talked about this. This seemed like what music was like when I was 14, right? I had a garage, and I started playing the guitar when I was 10. And by the time I was 12, I had sort of taught my brother to play an instrument, and there was a kid that played drums, and I had recruited the, the neighborhood kids so that we would go into my uh, garage and play Kiss songs or Rolling Stone songs, and it was just fun. And, and I was just looking for a way to make music that got back to that in some way right? that was acknowledged to be fun and rough and, and rowdy and that was why this was appealing to me and we've maintained that spirit I think, this is not a polished band, although we, we do sound pretty good <laughs> um, but I, I like the fact that it's, it's a lot like what it was like to be 16 playing music in my garage right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and- Go ahead Dan
3: Oh, the, the one thing I might add, this is Dan here, is that when we had originally spoken about doing this, the the first idea, because, you know, you're going to get together, you're not going to book a show, you're going to get together, was that we're going to write all songs only for this thing. Okay. So when we got together and did that the first time, uh, a a big reason this band kept going is that that was such a kick that it was like um can we just do this like twice a week cuz that's the most enjoyable funny thing to get together get some beer yeah. and make up songs that we might not make up you know <clears throat> uh obviously when you listen to a lot of the songs it's like well we're not going to play this in a serious band but we're very serious about playing it, right. Jolene's.
2: <laughs> right. And the songs are all written in a circle, basically, looking at each other. Yeah. And, and it's it's an immediate thing, right? I mean, it's not like, well, I'll go and think about this and study and work on this. We we make the the art like right there, bang, bang,
0: bang, and it's done, and... We move on, for better or worse. Yeah. For better or worse. <laughs> right, because you guys have three writers. Uh, Dale, do you... I mean, I no. want to say the drummers don't write, but I don't know that you do. I've I, never heard I of you I writing. No.
5: I don't, I, no. Uh, yeah, it's Dale here. I, um, I come in and everything's pretty much finished, and I okay. just put the beat on it. But I would I would add that without ever talking about that to these guys, what's interesting about this is I don't know how many bands you get to talk to. I mean, you probably... Just talk to like one guy or one gal at uh, a I, time. I've bands. I really? Yeah. Because
0: we've had seven-piece bands
5: on. The oh, show. okay. And do they have members that all stay? That all it's what? I'm sorry.
0: They're always the same guys. Pretty or? much. Pretty mind girls. Yeah. In, in that yeah. particular case. Yeah. Um, you know, they have subs that come in, but there's kind of a core. I mean, it's well, they're a duo, but then they hire the rest of the band. But it's pretty much always the same people they hire.
5: Yeah. See. Well, this is like what I like about this is it's always these three guys and me. So right. it's always so that's a, band. a And it's a
0: band. Yeah. yeah that's one thing yeah. we find in L.A. I mean, from my own personal experience, it's extreme, and you guys can speak to this, it's extremely mm-hmm. hard to maintain an, a band. Even bands that are bands are paid people, and people should be paid, that's a great thing, but a lot of times it's like one person owns the name of the band, and then they hire out people. I mean, I've seen bands that tour at the bus level where it's perceived as a band. I've worked with those bands. It's perceived as a band to the yeah. public, but it's actually not a band. I'll tell you something that's pretty funny, though, that I observe about this group. We're not those kind of people. I
2: mean, I think about Dan Janish's act, right? He <laughs> likes to...
0: With the clown shoes. No, and no. Juggling and man. The little flower that's he likes through. to
2: bring people in, build a family, have it be consistent, and you know, construct yeah. a sound. That's definitely the way I've run my whole thing. It's like, I don't have a revolving door of players. I hate that. And I will work hard to make a relationship with a set of players. And, I, and David's done that. I mean, so this is a unique group in that we, have a, we obviously appreciate the value of that.
0: Right. And well, it's interesting coming, you guys being songwriters with the exception of Dale. Uh, being songwriters, fronting your own (laughs) bands, you approach this differently in a lot of different ways. Like, Grant, you said first with the very first question, this is a way to kind of blow off steam a little bit. It's a pressure release as opposed to, because music, as you were saying, we do this because we love it. Yeah. Right? Because it doesn't pay that terribly well. You know, nobody, people get into music thinking they're going to be making billions of dollars, but most of us don't. Like most industries, there's like a few hands, a handful of people making most of the money at the top. The rest of us are doing this because we love it or somewhere in between trying to eke out a living while doing this. Mm-hmm. So for this, Jolene's, not the Jolene's, by the way, uh, it's an opportunity for you three as songwriters to get together and Get away from your situation, that's your normal situation. Like you said in Grant's situation, Like you you pay your players. You know, yeah. Even though you're a band, you're, they're your friends, you have relationships with them. But, and I know this again from personal experience, when you're fronting the band, it's a lot of pressure. It's always in the back of your head, right? Is the bass player going to show up for this gig? Is this PA going to work for this gig? I need to book, you know, you're thinking about booking the next gig while you're playing this gig. You know, so you are running a business, and you're you're kind of like herding cats and you know while juggling kittens all at the same time yeah. and to have a situation like that must be incredibly gratifying don't you I, think
2: well, i do yeah. i mean i I would just say that the reason this works though is because of the respect that I have for these people right yeah it's like if Dan had said, well i don't want to do it it's it's not the case of all right, so who's the next guy on the list? It wasn't like. Hey, here's 15 people. Let's rank order them and start at the top. And if he's not free, then the next thing, the call list. It really wasn't like that. And from a songwriting standpoint, it can't be that way because I have to have a certain amount of respect for these people to want to write songs with them. Yeah. I mean, I don't, that probably sounds a little arrogant. There are other songwriters certainly that I respect, but I want to work with these guys because I know that they're good enough (laughs) that it'll. It'll all work out great. Yeah. And that's the great thing about writing songs with these guys is it's going to be fine. If there's an idea, there's enough craftsmanship with, between us that it'll, it'll turn into a yeah. good song.
0: And I love that. Let's talk a little bit about writing, like how you actually go through this. Like walk me through a, a like sitting down at a Jolene's you know, beer drinking session slash writing session. But first, let's play a song. So when we come back, so think about that while you guys are playing this tune. We'll come back. We'll talk about what it's like to actually sit down with you guys and write. You know, being people, you, know, you guys have got dozens and dozens of songs between the three of you. And David, you specifically, I know you're very, very prolific. I know having had you on the show once before, you write a lot of music. So I'm kind of interested to kind of peel back that curtain a little bit and take a look at that. So this first song, what is this first song?
2: Wow. This first song, we start with the classiest song we have. It's yes. called Grown-Ass Man.
0: Put your best foot forward.
2: Grown-Ass Man. Um, and, you know, it's about being a grown-ass man. I think you can it extrapolate
0: is, <laughs> what it's about from the title. All right, the week, uh, excuse me, the band this week, Joe Leans, it's a Los Angeles-based, I was going to call you like a like a local supergroup, sort of. Wow. Kind of like a Golden Smog kind of thing. Thank you. Or uh, there's a lot of bands that are like that. But then They serve the same purpose for those people in those bands. You know, yeah. Gary Luris is in Golden Smog, along with guys from Wilco, other bands, and it's a, a chance to get out, Have I mean, they have fun doing what they're doing, but it's a chance to get away from that and do do the things they love in a slightly different way, which kind of then gives you perspective on what you're doing in your main band. So, this is Jolene's, the song is Grown-Ass Man on Independence Day. Cause I'm a grown-ass man,
4: and I want to make love, ain't talking about flowers and candy and candles and li- I want to get down to it Fast as we can Cause I want to make love And I'm a grown ass man We could go through all the incidentals I could buy you flies and meet your dad We could go out to the lake And watch the sun go down Pretend it's the best we've ever had I'm a grown-ass man, and I wanna make love. Ain't talking about flowers, candy, candles, and little white doves. I wanna get down to it, fast as we can. Plate is clean. I know a little place down around that county line I can show you just what romance means it's Cause I'm a grown ass man, and I wanna make love Ain't talking about flies or candy or candles or little white gloves I wanna get down to it, that's as we can Cause I wanna make love down deep you agree with me the girl why should we wait cuz I'm a grown-ass man and I want to make love ain't talking about flowers
0: Joe Armstrong, you are listening to Independence Day. Thank you very much for doing so. Please drop by indeptday.com to hear this and other episodes. Also, indeptday.com/slash iTunes. 170 plus episodes on there, we've been going, it's coming up on six years before too terribly long here. Gentlemen, thank you for being part of the family, I love having, I love talking to musicians, I love talking to good musicians, and you guys certainly fit the bill, so thanks for coming in tonight.
2: Thank you. You're welcome, thanks, thanks for having us. It. it
0: is my pleasure. So, I want to talk about this writing thing, Grant, you said it before, like you get some beer, you sit down in a room, like, you know, you some guys, of you guys are married, you guys have got wives, you've got jobs, you've got lives, like... Was it hard, given that you've already got bands to kind of sell that to your significant others? You're gonna, hey, we're gonna start another new band. It,
1: it wasn't hard. My, it wasn't hard for me. I don't know about these guys, but uh, these three guys are pretty much three of my wife's favorite people. So. <laughs> I mean, I thought it, you were going to say, these are three yeah. of my wives. Yeah. Well, so it's, it's, it okay. wasn't hard for me. And, and I, my wife is, I think, mostly happy to be at home watching yeah. TV or reading a book by herself anyway. She's
0: <laughs> the, the old joke is, it depends on how long you're married. Because it's like, well, you want to start a new yeah. band? That sounds great, honey. Yeah. Go, go get out of the house. Go do it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Dan, I mean, uh, was there any negative vibe about doing this project in your life?
3: No. No. As a matter of fact, when we started this, and uh, Alex and I were living together, she looked forward to you guys being over there. Yeah,
2: yeah, I feel the same way. You know, my wa- I mean, my wife loves these guys, and yeah. and also, this is Grant. She, you know, it's interesting. My wife's into good music, and she was the kind of person that said, "This will be good. Oh, this will be good." She's a critic. You know, if I'm yeah. not good, oh. she's like, oh, you know, that wasn't so good. And she's happy to point that out. And she, I said, hey, I'm going to do a thing with these guys. She's like, oh, that'll be good. Go do that. Yeah. So she, she loves this band. She likes the songs, and she likes to watch us play. Now
0: Dale did get kicked out of the home for. Uh,
2: That's right. Yeah, I am, this is Dale. I, I am homeless at this
1: point. So. He's
5: living. He's living in yeah. his bass drum. Yeah. You know, it's hard
0: to live in a car when you're a drummer. It is. Like you it's can live in a car of, when you're yeah. like a guitar player, mandolin player, harmonica player, but with all that gear.
5: Yeah, and I have a fit. So you can just imagine a hard yeah. fit with me and and my kit. So
0: yeah, uh, uh, terrifying. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, Dale. We'll, maybe we'll do a Kickstarter. There's yeah, that'd money. be great. Fund me. Fund you. Uh, so now that we've got permission from the wives. Uh, walk me through a, a session here because the question I guess I have first is who brings what in terms? Because you guys do somewhat similar styles, it's kind of country ish, yeah. but like, but they're different. Like, you all have different backgrounds, you're from different parts of the country, you're, you have different things that you want to do with a song. Um, yeah. So, who brings in what?
2: Well, I guess this is Grant, I'll just <clears throat> give it to you as I see it. You know, typically, there's this, the idea. Seed, I like to call the it. Seed, the seed, the spark, right? You know, I think whenever I'm talking to people about songwriting, there's kind of the craft of writing songs and there's the mystical spark. And it's hard for the magic. three people to come together and come up with the spark, right? Someone has right, to. Right, right. Now, I'll give you an example of a time when that did happen, but typically one guy comes in and says, Hey, I got this idea. What if we did something about this? Or maybe he comes in with a snippet of a of a chorus, right? Mm -hmm. But but that's the, the genesis, that's the seed. And then you basically got three craftsmen who get in there and say, okay, we gotta cut this, we gotta do this, we gotta move this here, we gotta hammer this here. And and within a short period of time, that's been hammered into a song. Yeah. I will give you the one example that I can think of that didn't really work that way. I was in Miami Beach, Florida, and I wrote a tweet. No, a post on Facebook and said, you know, have you ever been to a town where the people are nice and things are wonderful and, and you know, everyone's looking out for you? Well, this ain't that town, right? And the next time we We love you, Orlando. <laughs> yeah, the next time we rehearsed, Dan is like, oh, by the way, that's a song, brother. you got to do it like this. And, and he basically took the little sliver of a thing that I didn't even think of as a song and said... Look, if you tilt it like this and you put it up on its side, that's a song. And so that was kind of a, a situation where the spark was created by, uh, you know, multiple folks. But yeah, and most, happenstance. And happenstance. Yeah. But most of the time, one guy brings in the idea and the other two jump on it, and the three yeah. of
0: us just build it into a. And then the first guy machine. tries to protect what he brought, and then <laughs> right. pretty soon he just gives up. Right. Once you have beat it into submission. Yeah. Now, is there. You know, I know you guys are all friends, but is there ever conflict in terms of that? Because when you're dealing with creative things, there can be a situation where someone may be very, uh, I don't want to say precious, because that implies that it's, you know, it can get into the pejorative. But I guess I mean, someone's, they're very close to an idea. It's it's a seed that they love. They feel like it was gifted to them by the big muse and they're, you know, they're protective of it. But you feel like it should work in this setting. So, I mean, has that happened yet? Has that been an issue at all? That's never happened with us.
3: This is Dan. And I, I think that there's been, like, little tiny moments where somebody will say, uh, you know, something, and then somebody else says uh, their idea. And even those types of things, you know, one guy says, you know, uh, I have two tickets to Pittsburgh, and the other guy says, what about two pickets to Titsburg instead? You know, and... And so... And we go with whichever way, everybody's like, yeah, that. And it, we've never had an argument, though. No,
1: right? I, this is Dave. I think that... Um We've all written enough songs, and we know that there are more songs out there. And so the song we're working on, it's not the last song we're ever going to write. So, uh, And I think we're all confident enough in our own abilities, and we're certainly uh, fans of each other. So um, I think we write songs, we just throw out lines, and and I think we just pick what we think the best line is. And by the time we're done writing the song, I don't think there's no scorecard. We haven't kept track of who wrote what line. and you know and whatever line was there whoever did write it never would have never would have came up with that line if the other two guys hadn't come up with two lines that inspired that line so i think that you know by the end of the song i think we all have you know we're all invested in it and we all feel like we own it
2: it's it's also a, a situation where it's good to have your own band i mean if i get an idea that i don't think is right for these guys or this situation i just right. i don't bring it Right, you know, uh, so there's things that would work for for my life, and there's things that I think are Jolene ideas, and it's easy for me to separate the two. What What ahead, would you
1: have that that would be too good for the Jolene? Yeah, just, I say, I'm just, it's not. I'm just curious. Good. No, I'm just
4: well.
0: I mean, that's kind of what you're saying. Be too no?
2: girly. <laughs> It might
0: be too soft and squishy. Okay. I mean, that was going to be my question, actually, for each of you. My very next question is, you know, being that you're all writers, you've all got your own bands, what makes you decide that this is going to be something you bring into the the The, the two Jolines, as opposed to doing it in your own band. Is it a stylistic thing? Is it just happenstance? Is it because that's... You know, you still have to be thinking about it. You know, that's, a, that's a point at which bands start to have friction, I think, is when people start thinking about solo albums, or in this case, it's the other, pro- you know, the other projects. Now, again, you guys are friends. You come at it from a very different dynamic, and I know that you happen to play in each other's bands as well, so yeah. there's cross-pollinization there. But, but when it comes to creativity, what makes you decide this is an idea that's going to work with this as opposed to my own thing?
1: I think basically because we're we have to meet at dance house at eight o'clock on a Tuesday, and we're like, well, I oh, these ideas I only have uh, twenty four more hours to think up ideas for this, and so whatever I've scribbled down is yeah. like the idea. I, take I mean over the
2: immediacy. There. I mean that's a, that's like a joke, but that's actually yeah, right. part of. I mean the yeah. immediacy of it is part of its charm, and you know the first few gigs we played where the songs we couldn't remember the intros and we sort of. It was a rough. Wait, ride, you can remember them right? now. Yeah. Well, sometimes, <laughs> but the pe- but people love that. I mean, yeah. We were shocked at the end of the show. We would be like, Whoa, that was rough." No, no. People love the fact that it's not slick and that right. we are <laughs> trying to get through it, winging it a little bit, and winging yeah. it. So <clears throat> there's something about the fact that maybe two days before the rehearsal, I don't have a song idea and. I've got to think of it in those two days, and yeah. I love that. I love that part.
0: I hate to. I'm, I'm loath <laughs> to use the word "vibey," but that's definitely a thing. That's like a sixth sense thing that some bands have and some bands don't. Yeah. And you can kind of sense it, and audiences can definitely sense it. You know, when it comes to, you know, I've I've there's certain artists out there that I've even seen your whole life. You've you've heard their stuff on the radio. Uh, Bonnie Raitt is an example. I always liked Bonnie Raitt. I thought she was very talented, but I didn't fully appreciate how amazing she was until I had a chance to see her live. Mm. I saw her live at a festival one time and festivals aren't even really the best place to catch people's sets and like their best set sounds bad. You know, might be too hot, too cold. It's a crazy place to see a band. But I happened to wander over to Bonnie Raitt's stage at the hardly strictly bluegrass festival a few years ago. And I was blown away. It's like, Oh, now I completely get it. She has a vibe. That's a thing that's uniquely hers. That when you see her perform and you see it, you see her do it in person. It's incredible in its own way. Randy Newman is, is the same way. I mean, he's obviously revered as a writer by me and lots of other people. Saw him at the same festival, just him in a rumpled jacket and a piano, and he had thousands upon thousands of people in the palm of his hand because he's got that thing, you know, like the musical cavorka. Do you know the Kramer reference? Where he's got the cavorka that makes women drawn to him. Yeah. He has yeah. like musical cavorka, um, and I think you guys have a little bit of that. You know, very simpatico. You know, what you guys are doing and it shows and what you're doing. Um, yeah. Let's come back. When we come back, let's talk a little bit about, a little bit more about writing and we'll kind of, you know, we'll kind of glide into live shows and, you know, and what the plans are for the bands. But next, what's the next tune you guys have got? They don't, we're not playing a CD song today or like a pre recorded track because you guys are, you just don't have one just yet. So it's kind of cool. Here's Vibey Live stuff. What's next?
3: Uh, we're going to play a song called 45 Miles to the Graveyard.
0: It's a lullaby? Yes. And who in who in this particular case, who brought this song, the seed in? Like where where was the genesis of this?
3: Uh I kind of just made this whole thing up in about two seconds and it just okay. there was nothing to do to it. So we just started doing
0: it. All right. Sometimes it just comes easy. The best stuff comes easy. So the band is Joe You can find them. Where is it? Oh, there's my stuff. Facebook.com slash Joe LA. Also, uh, on Twitter, same thing, Jolene's LA. And of course, grantlangston.com, davidserby.com, places you can find them. And we'll come back, talk about other things with Jolene's. This is Jolene's. The song is 45 Miles to the Graveyard on Independence Day.
6: 45 miles to the graveyard 45 miles to go 45 miles to the graveyard Driver, won't you drive real slow I got a girl, she come from Bakersfield Works in a penny arcade Slipped and fell off the Brooklyn Bridge And now I gotta take her to the grave, oh Lord Now I gotta take her to the grave 45 miles to the graveyard, 45 miles to go 45 miles to the graveyard, driver won't you drive real slow She had wings when she jumped. That's when I started to pray. 45 miles to the graveyard. 45. her name i whisper soon i'll join you dear my tear drives to fall like rain 45 miles to the graveyard 45 miles to go 45 miles to the graveyard driver won't you drive real slow I said, a driver won't you drive real slow I said, a driver won't you drive real slow
0: My name is Joe Armstrong. You are listening to Independence Day. We come to you Wednesday night, 7 p.m. InDepthDay.com, also InDepthDay.com slash iTunes. Follow us on the Twitter at InDepthDay. We're all over the internet, at least I'd like to think we are. A lot of work put into this thing. Lots of great music. Happy to bring these guys into the family. It's Joe Leans, Grant Langston, David Serby, Dan Janish, Dale Daniel. Local supergroup, I would call you. It's a pressure release for them. It allows them to kind of get out of their own thing, their own bands, the thing that they do and do something together. They're friends. Uh, They make beautiful music together, as evidenced by that last tune. Um, Are there any rules in terms of how you guys come in to do your music? You know, you bring in a song idea. You know, we, you guys, it's loosely country. You know, country's kind of a big thing. There's a niche thing going on in L.A. But are there rules in terms of, like, if someone brings in, like, a more rock and roll song or a, you know, it's funny. Because you ask bands this, and they all kind of look, and they kind of roll their eyes, and they think, and they're like, well, I don't know. Are there rules? Are there unwritten rules that we don't know about? I, I don't know.
1: I, this is Dave, Dave. I don't think there's any rules. Uh what what's the beat on um uh dun 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 de Rucho oh, de de What what's what do you call that beat, Dale? Mm. I don't know. Samba, yeah, we'll
5: call it a samba. Samba? It's like a samba. So, we got a samba, yeah. Somebody, so now somebody that knows their Latin is going to get technical out there and go, (laughs) Certainly, that that's a three two clave or something (laughs) like that. So, I don't know, don't tweet me, but uh, we're going to call
1: it a samba, okay. Just say don't tweet, but it's a a samba, and and samba the time it is. the, (laughs) the, (laughs) The song, uh, the topic of the song and the story that the song tells, there's nothing. Really, uh, Americana or country western or Or politically correct or political or no, rock geez. and roll about it. I yeah. mean, it's just it's but yet uh, nothing
2: feels more Jolene's that's than right, that, right?
1: Absolutely, you know, that's I think uh, we're like I a giant
2: it, sun and everything just comes into our <laughs> orbit and it makes perfect sense in our yeah. orbit. I mean, you talk about
1: writing, we're uh, we played at the belly up a couple of weeks ago and. Uh, before we played, I was standing next to Dan and the ball game, we were watching the Dodger playoff game on the TV, and Dan said, uh, we're watching the game at the bar, and I said, Dan, that's a Jolene song. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, like you're watching people play games with each other at the bar, and like we need to write that. We haven't done it yet, but we do need to write that. But uh, I mean, some things just... Stay tuned. There are no rules. if People just say things, yeah. you go, oh, that sounds like a Jolene song.
2: I, I, I kind of doubt that this band would could pull off something that it shouldn't do, if that right. makes sense. Like, we we wouldn't play like a rock song. I mean, I don't know if we, we could get those tones out of our guitars or we could sing in that manner. I mean, we're sort of hemmed in by our tendencies. Yeah. And that means that we can stylistically do things, but it still sounds like us. Right. So I bet if we did a waltz or something, it would be just perfect for us. Or you could probably look at a bunch of different kinds of music. I mean, we did a song tonight, or we're going to do a song on your show called Just Stay Gone that's almost like a punk song in some ways, but it's, uh, it works in our context because it just yeah. kind of comes through our voices and our instruments.
0: I get the impression that in, in some way, Jolene's just kind of is what it is, right? It allows you, again, let me keep coming back to that same concept, to kind of step out of what you're doing you know, it's maybe an idea that you could bring in here that you wouldn't bring into your own band because there is no pressure. There's no, um, there's there's no like goal. There's no singular thing that you're striving for. Like with your own careers, like we all got into this because we wanted to make a living at this. At least I did, right? And in this, it's just, you know, it's four friends making tunes, making music.
2: But there is a weird, like Dan brought an idea in which sounded like a, like a, a Motown soul tune. And he ba- and he's sort of floated out. He said, you know what? I don't think it works. Mm. I don't think it's right. Because it's it's not us. And he just kind of reeled it back in zzz, and put it in his pocket. So, you know, there is a a sense of what feels appropriate that we're all kind of exercising and we're pretty seasoned, professional yeah. musicians. And we've all crafted our own brands. And so... I don't want to make it sound like there's not an intelligence beneath this in some way, even though we might pretend <laughs> like there's sort of not. We are all thinking and and pretty careful in some ways about what we are putting out into the world. Yeah, you know, someone told me once that all oh, those Rolling Stones songs are are very intentionally created to sound like loose,
0: right, loose but tight,
2: right. And I guess my sense is maybe there's something here that's also at work. Yeah, it's loose and we love it, and it's, but it's also there's some smarts going on underneath. Yeah, I
0: think the trick is to take don't take yourselves seriously, but take the work seriously, or take the art seriously, because otherwise, you know, if you flip it around, then it and it's it's kind of sucks. I think. Well,
1: <laughs> I think I th- I also think yeah. we take each other seriously. I think we take each other seriously. You know, I, yeah. I I I everything that these guys say, everything that Dale plays, I take very seriously. I, I yeah. want to. I want to honor that, and I want to respect it, and I want to you know do the best I can because I have so much respect for what they 're doing
0: and what they 're saying and what they 're writing and what they 're playing so yeah, now is there given the kind of loose but tight nature of what you 're doing that it 's kind of uh, i mean would you call it a side project or just another project, an additional project, an auxiliary project
3: <laughs> It kind of stands on its own this is dan yeah. um i think it's it 's special to me, so it 's hard to see it as a side project it 's sort of like. Um. Uh, it's it's got its own place, and of course, you know, if you're gonna be doing your own music, uh, as a, you know, like I, if I go and do a Dan show, where it's like I have people backing me up on on a bunch of stuff that I do, and you're the person that is is considered the creator in that. Um, it still feels that way with all of us, except for uh, like we have an inside joke or something. I don't really see it. So it's another thing for me. It isn't a
2: side thing. You know, there's plenty of people that like this band more than my band. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and they don't, you know, they're like, listen, this thing is great, and I like it better than your band, and I don't, I love that. I think I like this thing better than my band. <laughs> oh, stop it! <laughs> so I, I don't. Like, I just I'm, think I'm of it as of another myself. thing that I do. It's just another yeah. thing that I do. <laughs> yeah. And I love this, and I want it to be good. And yeah, you know, you just mentioned a second ago that we do want it to be good, right? I want it to be loose and fun, but I have standards. Yeah. And you know we we did play in San Diego uh, a couple weeks ago, and I saw a video of it, and it sounded really good, and that was a tremendous uh, surprise affirmation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was a tremendous surprise because uh, I never sure be know taking
0: all the air out of the room. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I want it to be good. I wanna yeah. I want to be good at anything I'm doing. So, yeah, it's it's loose, but. There's a quality control. Is
0: there, <laughs> is there too much? Is it possible? Would it be possible for there to be too much gravity around this band? In other words, you know, you're playing some gig at Solana Beach. You're playing at the Belly Up. And you, know, and you don't really hear these stories anymore. But some promoter guy's like, man, you guys are simpatico. You guys do have this kind of special vibey thing going on. I would like to put you on the road. You know, or I would like to do this. Like, is how is there a point at which that takes on too much gravity or too much responsibility? Not for
2: me. I mean, no. I always say every show. It's a shame we don't have ten more over the next eleven days. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I, I'm not scared. It kind of kinda depends on what the money is. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's that, uh, Nigel Tufnel
0: answer? I don't know. What are the hours? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, all think right. we like, all, I think I we are, all love it. I don't. Know. I don't yeah.
3: think you'd ever stop anybody who. Um, Has been moved in their life to write material to go perform from doing their own thing. Yeah, but yeah, if somebody said uh, somebody called me up and said, "Dan, I have a I have a three month tour with the Jolines," and it's like, like, "Let's go." Yeah, I would be really happy to go do that. I wouldn't be sad that I'm not doing my shows. Yeah, Yeah.
0: the feeling I get is I was just having this conversation the other night about you know when you're a parent and you have one child, right? People who uh, then you have another child, right? The concept of love isn't uh, limited or dimin- doesn't diminish. It's not as if you now have X amount of love to divide between those two children, and each of those two children has X divided by two. It's actually, it just, it's just more, yeah. right? That's and you exactly have a third child, is. and it's like, well, now okay, now you're not dividing the amount of finite amount of love you have to give by three. It's just more. And that's the impression I get with music, too. I mean, I know that's the way it is with me. Like, I mean, I would play, I'd be playing seven nights a week if I could get away with it. You know, I would play drums in a band on Monday night, bass in a band on Tuesday night, guitar in a band on Thursday night, keyboards in a band on Friday night, playing, you know, I'd probably pick up the saxophone if I thought I could play it, just to get out and do it as much as humanly possible.
2: That's yeah. right. Now, that is true, but I will say, there is time, right? Time is very finite. That is always a challenge. I think, you know, we have responsibilities and, and gigs with things, and, and so finding the time can be a challenge. Finding the love is, is not a challenge at all.
0: Yeah. How about some more music? We've got another live tune right here. What's this one? Where, who did, who thought this one up? Uh,
1: this is Dave. I, aisle number four, I, I was in the grocery store uh, late one night, and it was the saddest place I'd ever been. I looked around. Everybody looked so lonely and miserable, and I, I thought, this is aisle number four in the grocery store might be the saddest place I've ever been (laughs) (laughs) so I had the idea so
0: So it became a setting for a Jolene's tune yeah alright so once again Jolene's on Independence Day this is the song aisle number four
7: I was throwing frozen dinners in the car a case of cold, a messy beer to kill my broken heart I saw her standing in the checkout line. It was all I could do to keep from crying. There's gonna be a clean up down an aisle floor where a grown man's about to spill tears across the floor. If this is where she's shopping. Stupid doll, a mean old cat and a foul-mouthed cockatoo Papers in the mail, so ring her up and bring a mom and pail. There's gonna be a clean up down an aisle four where a grown man's about to spill tears across the floor. If this is where she's shopping, I gotta find another store. There's gonna be a clean
0: Once again, Jolene's on Independence Day. They are comprised of Los Angeles songwriters, fairly legendary in local circles, Mr. Grant Langston, Dan Janish, David Serby, and Dale Daniel on the drums. Dale, this one's for you, actually, because you're, you know, you're you don't participate in the writing so much of these of these songs. So at what point do you get involved in this? I mean, given that you guys are all busy, you've got families and lives, is this a situation where it's like, hey, we've got a gig, let's throw some stuff together, or You know, are you are you involved in these kinds of things? Because there's not a record. You know, you're not going out to just play the record.
5: There's two ways I'm involved, and uh, one of them is if we get together and go to a bar. I am. I am. I am involved. (laughs) And and, uh,
0: stand up, guy, in that regard. Always, always take one for the team. The bounty,
5: HMS Bounty.
4: Yeah, Yeah.
5: and I, I got to say that's it's a great hanging, like these guys are saying. That's part of the joy of this band, is just getting to hang. I mean, I would hang with the guys if we weren't playing. But when we are playing, to answer that question, um, I don't hear it until we're getting together in the room, usually with a gig in mind. Yep. Um, and I don't think I've ever... Have I ever had... There's never
1: been a demo. There's always just been... Figure it out in the room. Right yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, And and we, after we write the song, we sometimes don't... We, We write songs, and then if we don't have gigs, we don't play the songs, and we hope that God somebody recorded it on their phone so that when we call Dale and we actually have a gig, somebody can remember the
0: song. (laughs) Right. Well, that again, like the kind of the loose vibe that's like this this thing that you've got going on kind of presents that does present a challenge because it's not like you can just give someone the record. Right. You know, God forbid there was a gig. Say you were you know you got a call from you know I don't know Macy Gray and you're off doing her tour and you guys had to find another drummer. You can't just give them a tape. Right, right. You know, or, or a disc, or whatever. It's- well, if
3: he was amazing, great. We might figure out how to get into it. <laughs> you know,
0: you you
1: mentioned kids earlier. I have a friend who has this theory. He's got a couple kids. He's got this theory. And he he calls it the pancake theory. Maybe this is a maybe this is a theory that all parents have. I don't know. I don't have kids, but his first kid was like a perfect pancake. It was perfect. It was round. It was the perfect thickness. The second kid, he's like, ah, kind of looks like a pancake. It's okay. Yeah. It's like all lopsided and lumpy. But the kid is super cool, and he loves the kid just as much. And I think the Jolines are like, yeah, that's a that's a pancake. You're the second <laughs> pancake. You know, I I love this. Pan- yeah. This is like the 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 un the most unique one of a kind, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lovely pancake I've ever seen in my life.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, let's talk about you know we're almost done here. Actually, we've got one more song we'll play in just a couple of minutes. But uh, given that it's it's just kind of loosey goosey and you guys are just having fun doing it and you've got all your things going on like what is is there a goal is there a plan to ever you know like i think of watkins family hour when when i think of the next question right they were doing the thing down at largo they had great players they just kept showing up and they were just making music had no desire to make an album at any point right and then someone loved them some guy who had a studio was like hey You know, you guys are fantastic, and they really are. If you haven't checked out that record that came out last year, it's a really, really good record. Um, And it's a similar situation. They didn't even write the songs. They're just doing covers. Every last one of them, they try try to find kind of obscure things, songs that nobody knows. I mean, they're not even doing, like, kitschy, cool covers of famous things that people have heard. They're just trying to find random songs that they loved and did a record of those and went in, did it in, like, a weekend, and there it is. Like, what would it take? I mean, is there is there is there a plan to do anything like that? I mean, because in some ways, you know, you can just kind of roll into a studio nowadays and do it at home for almost nothing. But it still takes effort. And because you care about what you're doing and because you do have high standards, my guess is you would want to make it something special.
2: Yeah, well, this is Grant. I, I guess everybody's going to have an opinion on this one. I, I would say the challenge here is to Here's what tends to happen, and this has happened to me with a number of records, even though I love them. There's something that's missing in the studio record. It's just something that's missing. People come to my shows, they see the show, they buy the record, and then they see me and they go, there's something that's missing. Yeah, I like this record, but I don't know what it is. I didn't get the same uh, energy or the same charge from the recording. And I said, well, you know, that probably has something to do with the resources that we have to put into these right. records. But I understand that you're saying Well, this band is 100% vibe in my mind, right? So if we're going to go and make a record and it's not going to have that vibe, it's not going to have the energy, I fear what it would be. So I just want to make sure that we... Don't record anything until we feel like we have the right situation where we can capture that. Yeah, I don't know, maybe that means we set up at the cinema bar and roll a mobile unit in there and just play a show and, yeah. and, and, and record it. I don't know the best way to do that, but that's my fear. The live things that we do where the people are there and it's very energized and they're kind of engaging with us as personalities... You're not going to have that in the studio, so that's that's my own private fear, I suppose. Mine
3: is we could get it in the studio. This is Dan, but we just need 15 people and a lot of beer, and uh, and then after an hour of that, you'll be just like you are to show. What brand. would the
2: 15 people be doing? Just they're there the for audience. free beer, loving okay. Jolene, moral support. <laughs>
0: I mean, so, I mean, is there, does anyone else, I mean, feel free to chime in. Is there, David, do you have, like, in the back of your mind, do you have any inkling whatsoever of, like, being able to give somebody? Like, if somebody goes, hey, man, that's a great show. Somebody comes up to you after the show. I love that. You know, I want to be able to listen to that tomorrow and the next day and the next day. You know, would you even throw a demo together or just do some live thing? Throw, you know, like you were saying, like, throw up and get a little handheld recorder. Sit around, you know, record in your, you know, there, there have been albums. Uh, who was that? Michelle Shock's first album was recorded around a campfire. Mm. And she released it. Yeah. You know, as that, Cowboy Junkies, the record that they that put That's them right, on the map a was done live, 100% live on a stereo microphone yeah. in a church. Yeah, yeah. And then the first, their actual second record, which was actually recorded before their first record, was done the same way in an even more primitive fashion and got released. So there are ways to do that, you know, Dan's ways, you know, kind of, kind of create the vibe, you know, have a party. Record an album that way, but I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But I was just kind of thinking about these different ways of going about this. Uh, I, I, I mean, I love uh, Dan and Grant's ideas. It's completely
1: not how I've ever recorded records, so um, it's it, that's exciting to me. You know, yeah. I've 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 always worked with the same producer, Ed Tree, who's also my guitar player, and we've always recorded in his in his uh, in his studio, and he's got a process. And Dale's been on my uh, on my records. Um so you know the the musicians I work with understand the process and and you know we're fairly efficient at making records but I will say it's not uh vibey in the same right. in the same way we're talking right now and uh it, to get and I think that that's the difference between you know what Grant is talking about when he says you know people are like that's not kind of the same thing as what I felt on your live show Yeah. You know that's I think that's exactly it. So I think you know, if if Dan and Grant and and Dale uh, want to figure out how to you know give that a shot and figure out how to create that vibe in a studio and record something, I would love to do it yeah. because I do think that you know um, people who see Jolene's like jo- the Jolene's and would like to take a little piece of the Jolene's home with them, and yeah. you know I'd be happy to give them something. So um, that would be super yeah. cool.
0: Yeah, go ahead, Grant. I'm Sorry,
2: I was just gonna say I think maybe people don't understand how. Records get made a lot these yeah. days, which is very piecemeal. Yeah. And it's kind of stacked up and the drums are cut and the guy records eight drum tracks in a day and then the bass player comes in and records eight bass tracks yeah. in a day. And, you know, the musicians never meet each other. It's it's assembled. Yeah. And that's probably ninety percent of the records you hear. And it certainly isn't a bad way to do it. And in fact, yeah. it can be a, a much more cost effective way to do it. I don't think that would work with this band and it sure yeah. wouldn't be any fun.
0: Yeah, we're, we're kind of like 60 years on now to the 50 years or so to this concept of, I think that the concept of a record has become kind of a separate thing for better or for worse and for worse um, and also for better too. Like the Beatles kind of started it, right? Yeah. In making the studio part of the creative process rather than just documenting a live performance. Up until around that time, you know, if you wanted to record a band, you put a mic in a room. And if you wanted an instrument to be louder, you moved it closer to that microphone. And if you wanted to be quieter, you moved it farther away. Like, listen to those old Credence records. You know, they're recorded on four-track machines yeah. with just few microphones. Uh, classics that we all know and love. And over time, to your point, Grant, that has evolved to be its own thing. The thing that we hear when we hear a record. What you said before, reference to, like, lacking that vibe... It maybe, maybe it does or maybe it doesn't. It's just that it's different, mm-hmm. right? A band that's a live band can go into a studio and now, like you said, they're assembling something and they're making it sound like what we think it should sound like. Who listens to a guitar amplifier with their ear two inches from the speaker cone? Right. Nobody. Nobody. Who listens to a drum set with eight microphones? You have two ears. You know, my buddy in high school used to take a marching band helmet and put an SM57 on either side of that helmet because he thought the drum sounded good when he, right where he was sitting. You know, and maybe with the exception of the kick drum, that's how he recorded his drums.
3: And it's a nice looking
0: hat. It's a nice looking hat. It's yeah. a cool looking hat. Um, so I guess what I'm getting at, though, is that you know, you guys could use this opportunity to. to it's an opportunity, yeah, rather you, than a, uh, a you know, it's a challenge, a good challenge, I guess.
2: Well, I, I guess I would say I've made records like you describe. You know, i and that's fun. It's yeah. fun to bring the cello player in and say, okay, you know, you're doing eighth notes over the, you know, yeah. to assemble something. And orchestrate something, uh, if you'll let me use that word, even though yeah. it's rock music or country music, that's fun. We well, are arranging it. I don't think that works for this band. yeah I mean, this band is like a happening <laughs> yeah. it's yeah, like it is, a, it's yeah. an experience. It's not a Steely Dan record, right? <laughs> and I think if you took this thing apart and you tried to put it together like that, right, you would destroy its value, yeah, um so. Yeah, you do,
1: I mean, with Pro Tools, you have the ability to inexpensively cut 10 lead guitar tracks and then pick your favorite one or cut that... Comp them together. Comp them together. And that's going to sound really cool and it's going to sound really great, but it's not going to sound live a yeah. lot of the time, right? So, right. And I don't, I don't think that's you know, what this band would ever, yeah. would ever be or ever try to do. So. It's
0: interesting to me too because you know, once a band has created something like that, then they almost have to reverse engineer it when they go to play live. Now that they've created this assembled thing and they, they feel like they have to kind of live up to this thing that they spent countless hours tweaking, you know, uh, multi-band compression so that it's compressing certain frequencies more than others and all the tricks that we have at our disposal. And we've had those in analog form for dozens of years now. And, but now we can do it on our laptop in a plane. Flying to wherever you're doing, you yeah, know, and right. not a pair of headphones. And it's 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 wonderful what we can do with technology. But we need to use its power for good, not its power for evil. It's, that's what I think. So, call when you guys are ready to do your live album. Let me know. I'll okay. bring. I'll bring some mics. We'll set it up. We'll do it in a room. We can do it here. What do you say, Dan? We let's, can do it here. Let's,
3: let's try one right now.
0: We we <laughs> have we have a, a keggerator right kegger in the room. Right here. The I mean, beer
2: is good. I'll tell you that. Thank you. We have, we have Armstrong all the ingredients
0: that we need to make. Uh, Jolene's record right here.
1: It's true. I see some scotch over there. There's some
0: scotch over there. That's moonshine, right? There's Alabama moonshine. moonshine. Uh, Everything's there. We have a dog. Uh, Perfect. We have a skeleton. We have the floors wooden, so it should be just floors wooden. Get a little vibe going. Got some good good mood lighting. Anyway, so uh, since we're not recorded, well, let's hear at least. It's basically kind of the same thing. You know, it's what we're doing right now. What's this last tune? Uh, Last uh, tune is called
1: "Just Stay Gone."
0: And where did it come from? What's the inspiration behind Uh, this?
1: I think that's another. title that I had that we yeah. kind of wrote a song around.
0: That's the fun thing about country songs is just from the title you can pretty much write the rest of the song in your head. If
2: you're good. Yeah. You, don't, yeah. you don't really
0: need to. You know, other, other other genres are very like a Nick Drake tune, like you know, pink moon may or may not be what you think pink moon is, right. especially in 2016 going on 2017. But now with country songs it's one of the fun things. I like in, I do like in country quick before the song is the concept of cliche in country. And how it's malleable and how you can have it be both a positive and negative thing. If you go too far into it, you're into bro country land. And it's all cliche. It's boom, boom, boom. It's everything you've heard before repackaged and served up to you again. Right? Like a Taco Bell thing. They've got seven ingredients. They just have to keep rearranging it and the same thing. But yet if you're doing creative country music like people like Steve Earle do, people like John Hyatt do, people like a lot of the country scene here in L.A., um, you're flirting with those cliches. Right, But you're not buying in all the way. You're just kind of serving up just enough, like that title.
2: Just Look, stay A gone. turn of a phrase is mm-hmm. awesome.
0: I yeah. love yeah. a turn of a phrase.
2: A pandering kind of uh, overwrought thing is, is, is seems silly and sad to me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, keep doing what you guys do. We'll come back. We'll talk just a little bit after this. This is Joe Leans. The song is Just Stay Gone on Independence Day.
7: Don't come back. Baby, just stay gone Don't call me up To tell me you were wrong I cry some tears And I still shed a few Just stay gone I'm almost over you I try so hard to make you happy This one man could not maintain. Well, I realized one night that something wasn't right when in your dreams you called another's name. Well, I wonder how what started out so sweetly could end up with such a bitter taste. Well, I smiled through the tears. All these lonely years And now I'm finally Brave enough to face Don't come back Baby, just stay gone Don't call me up To tell me you were wrong I cried some tears And I still shed a few Just stay gone You're hanging around the place you met me Asking if I'm still hung up on you I won't say yes or no That's one place I won't go Even if I wanted to well, I'm sorry if your new love didn't work out Roll up can be pulled back on a string It's taken me a while To learn to smile I don't need you back To bring me down again Don't come back, baby Just stay Stay gone. I'm almost over you. Just stay gone.
0: Well, 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 that is Jolene's. I almost said the Jolene's. I don't know. It's like the Pink Floyd. They started off as the Pink Floyd, but turned, they, they dropped the the. Even even the Facebook used to be the right. Facebook, and they really? dropped the the. It's very important. To some I noticed people. you said the Twitter earlier. I do so say the Twitter. Just... I, that's just a, that's a me thing. It's okay. a tick thing. I like to say the Twitter, the internet's. The interwebs. You say the Batman, too? The Batman. Ah, yeah. yeah. Who is the Batman? I don't know. I just like turns of phrase. Just like <laughs> you guys, I'm a songwriter, too. I like language. I like playing with language. I think it's fascinating. Like you, you, can, you can hear so much about someone or something by listening to the specific words they use, the turns of phrase. It's, it's, it's uh, regional, right? Mm-hmm. national, uh, and then kind of personal, too. You know, Everyone's got their little funny things that amuse them. Like I like to say uh, jalapeno or gyros. For food. I know those are not, those are incorrect usages of those, but they amuse me to say jalapeno.
1: We do like to be called the Grant and the Dan, yeah. and the David and the Dale. Though. I'm Surdale. I think Lane. it's Surdale. Surdale Daniel. Surdale
0: right. yeah. Daniel. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much for coming out tonight. You know, I knew it would be kind of like a funny, you know, funny like bouncing a ball back and forth tonight because we're all very similar in that regard. We've all led bands, we've all made albums. We've all been involved in like more communal projects, and this is a really fun way to get at this, get at music, do different things, do the same thing we've been doing in a different way. So thanks for opening your hearts a little bit. Thanks for sh- like sh- you know peeling back the curtain, showing us how you guys do what you do. I appreciate it very, very much. Thank you. Thanks, thanks for you. having us. Today. So uh, you, you Joe. can check out Jolene's. They're on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jolene's LA. We never did explain this, but it's J-O-L-E-N-E-S, Jolene's, just in case anybody was confused about that. Jolene's LA, they're at Facebook. Follow them there. Also, you can look up grantlangston.com, davidserby.com. These guys are all over playing LA all the time, elsewhere as well. Grant Langston, Dan Janish, David Serby, Dale Daniel. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Thank Thank you, bro. Thanks a lot. So thanks to Joe Leans, also to the Independence Day staff, Dale Tanksley, Wayne Tapinski, and Sally Shackleton. The grandiose Tony Tonelope Piscotti manages the Independence Day website. Always thanks to him. Independence Day's theme music was composed by Great Lakes Myth Society. Be sure to check those guys out. For Independence Day, as always, I am Joe Armstrong. If you do one thing this week, be good to one another.